Hello, everyone, and welcome to Griplock Foundation Disc Golf's weekly podcast presented by True Classic Tees. Get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code GRIPLOCKED. I'm Hunter, joined as always by Trevor and Silas. We got the World's Recap episode yeah. today. Uh, pretty wild world championship, as it always seems to be. We're going to try to update the power ranking uh, uh, keyword there was try. Try. Um, then we have Trevor's trivia, and we'll wrap it out with a little Butler County Disc Golf Classic preview, the Silver Series, the last event of the regular season. We'll talk about how we feel about that being a Silver Series. I'm imagining you can already guess. But it's time for a word from our sponsors. Today's episode brought to you by Disc Box. So many disc golfers have tons of extra discs cluttering up our closets and cars. There are very few storage products out there on the market that are designed specifically for golf discs that don't waste any space. And unfortunately, the ones that do exist are terribly expensive. But now there's finally an affordable option called Disc Box. Disc Box is the only low-cost disc golf storage product on the market. You can go to discboxdg.com. You'll find quantity discounts, wholesale options, multiple colors, and most importantly, no order minimum. So you can order just a single box if you want. Visit discboxdg.com and get your collection organized. Use code GRIPLOCKED for 10% off your order as well. All right, the World Championship is in the books. Two World Champions have been crowned. One's a six-time, one's a one-time, and it's not Paige Pierce. We have Kristen Tatar taking it down. She is the new World Champion. Henna Blomers came in second, and Holland Hanley sneak, snuck her way up into third. And then on the MPO side, we had a thrilling finish between Paul McBeth and Aaron Gossage, where Paul was able to take down his sixth world title. Aaron Gossage finishes in second. And then Tristan Tanner held on, finishing third alongside Chris Clemens and Matty O. Mm. Um, Can't wait to see that Tristan Tanner hat on you. Yeah, I'm going to, I added it to my cart this weekend, but I didn't check out yet. Mm. I'm going to. He did not. I, I went on Trevor's show. If you haven't seen the Trevor Staub show, he had a hot take world special. And I popped on there, and at the time, Tristan Tanner was in the lead from the B-pool at Worlds, and I said, I don't even think this is a hot take. Tristan Tanner's going to lose by more than 10. And then he held on. There was Dude, a point I in the agree, final round that he I, was right up in the mix. I agreed with you, so yeah. Yeah, so do you have to get a Tristan Tanner hat too? No, I just didn't make the... I didn't I'll buy a Tristan Tanner Rive as well, because I want the Rive. I like the Rive. So I'll probably just get a Rive and a hat. It's a good disc. Become, a, one. become a TT Tanner. rep. Double T rep. Uh, but on FPO, Kristen Tatar has finally done it. She won in a, oh, at, in the end a dominating fashion. Yep. There are a few moments of quote-unquote doubt, if you want to call it that. Um, I, I think it was round like three. She slipped up a little bit, but not really. I mean, even when it was close, she was still the obvious pick to win. Yeah. Um, and by far the the favorite going into Worlds. I mean, she she's had... Uh, there's no question about player of the year this year in my mind. Yeah, no, it... It's funny when I watch Kristen play, you know, and a lot, granted, a lot of the event towards the end, especially we were watching Kristen play kind of just safe chip it around golf. But even from the beginning, you know, what she is doing in the FPO field, she putts well, for one, you know, she's she's a pretty solid putter, um, pretty dependable but she's just keeping the disc in play and throwing really smart shots, and she's never biting off more than she can chew. And yeah. I think that's the key for Chris's game is, is she's never getting overly aggressive and doing something that, that is low percentage. She plays high-percentage golf shots, and she manages the course extremely well. And I think that players like Paige are going to have to realize that that is what wins at the FPO division right now is – just throwing smart shots around the course um, because she's she's the only one that's that it's doing it. and I think there are other players that are probably capable of the style of golf, not with as well rounded of a game as Kristen because backhand forehand putter, 
I don't think. I mean, no, Chris is by far the best player. Yeah, in the clearly, world. there's nobody that compares because the stroke difference is just too dramatic um, between her and the field. But yeah, I mean, I think that now she's gotten you know one world championship under her belt. The field's gonna have to step up, or else it's gonna we're gonna see quite a few in a row because it's I, very possible. I, if I were the FPO field, I would just be very glad that she's already thirty. Like that's the only yeah. thing you've got going for them. Because like I mean, Henna and Evelina are both in their low twenties. I think like twenty two and twenty four. Um, I think Holland and if Hanley's they get pretty if, young. if Henna and Evelina get their putt figured out, oh, if they could putt, they would be right. Well, that's that, what I'm saying. That that is, that's scary for the FPO field that as is well. The crazy thing, yeah, because it's just a putter. Yeah, and. It's funny, like, uh, people are like, well, yeah, just a putter, like, everybody says that. Well, yes, but you have to remember that the putt, for the most part, for players that practice as much as they do, is mental block. Yeah. And that stuff can be overcome. Like, I, I've i become a much better putter this year, and it, I can tell you right now, I haven't been practicing more. It just, I just, <laughs> for me, it's just I don't care anymore. Yeah. So that's, a, but, like, it's a mental block. So, yeah, you literally could see, I mean, we've seen players like Paul McBeth have like differences in putting and we know it has nothing to do with the skill. It's the, it's the mental side. So in a, yeah, realistically the best throwers of the disc right now are probably Kristen, Henna and Evelina. I would say Henna and Evelina. Yeah. I would say. Yeah. Outright. I mean, Kristen's by far the best rounded player, but I forget forget time and time again, I forget what the stat was. I can pull it up right. Well, I I mean, Henna came in second and if you watched the coverage, there were several times that she missed putts. You were like, what just happened? So this was, um, this was Saturday. So final round. Yeah, afternoon, and it was pretty much formatted at this point. And at that point, Henna had missed twenty three circle one putts, and Kristen had missed 10, 13 strokes. Thirteen strokes, and she lost by eight. So there it is. <laughs> yeah, like that's it. it circle circle one. Even, yeah, we're not even talking about like oh, Kristen just takes advantage from those 50, 60 footers. No, it's just the ones that are close to the basket. Yeah, like and that, sometimes like fifteen footers. Yeah, that can. It's oh, just mental. Sometimes, blocks. sometimes Hunter eight footers. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> They're just mental blocks. So like yeah, because there was flip. a there was a point where it was Kristen, Henna, Evelina, one, two, three. Yeah, we were we were feeling really good about our early season predictions there. Yeah. Well, I mean, so. Henna and Evelina, the field still has to worry about. They've been fortunate oh, yeah. this year that their putter's been ice cold, but if they get it figured out, mm-hmm. yeah, no, it's game over. It's definitely getting interesting. It's yeah, I, Paige. Paige has got a lot of work. Paige's got to figure something out. Yeah, I understand. I think what you were saying, like in FPO, mistake-free golf wins. And MPO, mm-hmm. Paige is trying to play like she's trying to win MPO a lot of times. Yeah. Where in MPO, you have to have the foot on the gas pedal, try to you birdie to everything. Perfect, yeah. Um, because like there's so many players that are going to do that and not make mistakes. In FPO, you don't have to have foot on the gas pedal, birdie everything. You yeah. got to have keep the disc in play, pick up the birdies when you can. Somebody and somebody on my show made an interesting point. They kind of they kind of uh, conceptualized this destructive like cycle that Paige is in to where. She when she gets a lead, she starts the pressure mounts on her really quick and she loses it. And then when she loses the lead, um, she feels like she just quickly has to like go like all out super aggressive to get it back when that's not how you gain strokes in the FPO field. Um, I think you're right. I think right now the FPO field is it's like if you're playing tennis, you know, there are sometimes where you're playing against uh, against somebody and you have to hit winners, right? Like mm-hmm. you have to try and take the game. And there are sometimes you just need to wait for them to make unforced errors. 
And I think that's a lot of times that the FBO field plays out is like Kristen is just waiting for the rest. She's just going to slowly gain strokes and she's going to wait for the rest of the field to make unforced errors. And that's what they're going to do. Um, whereas an MPO, there's so much more parity in the field. And this will, I mean, this will happen in the FBO yeah, field no, over time. There. But in the MPO field, it is so much deeper right now because of how many more players there is that like somebody's having a perfect weekend. So you got to have a perfect weekend. Yeah. But that's not the case in FPO right now. You know who you have to beat. Most weeks, there there's been a lot of new winners, but it's um it's kind of the same theme of like that new winner beat yeah, Kristen yeah, Page or Cat. Exactly. You just have to go out there and you've got to play your game and 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 yeah, Page has to make a shift because I mean she's still winning, obviously. Like and we, yeah, she's still she still had a great season. It's just she could be she, she could, could be so having such a better season. And when you go to Worlds and you're su- like supposed to be so like premiere in that division and towards the top you can't be losing like she just did yeah because like, page has won pages won two majors and three pro tour events this year yeah no she's there's been absolutely nothing but then she's also finished season. in 21st at a major 10th she's finished outside the top three multiple times which Kristen has not yeah and she just came in fifth at worlds which like worlds is supposed to be yeah right your bread and butter because since european open she's went fourth third fifth fifth not good. Nah, but did you see? The- that's the thing. It's like that. That number is. It's the same thing we were talking about with Paul last year, and even a lot of this year. Is like that number is great for a Holland Hanley. That yeah. number is great for Owen Scoggins, Cat Mersh. That number is not great for Paige Pierce. Yeah, being the top dog comes with expectations, and yeah. so you're gonna be you're gonna be judged on a different scale, and that's just how it is. Um, especially when you're like you have claims to be the greatest of all time. Like that's what that's what comes with it. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. Well, I, I think know. part of it too is the pressure where her documentary came out recently, and like oh. the opening scene of the documentary, or not the opening, but one of them, and it's in the trailer, is her talking about how people call her the greatest of all time, and she's like, "I don't think that's true until I win six. I have mm. to get my sixth to be the greatest." And yeah. that's back to back years that she just had none. It. Yeah, there's definitely questions about her legacy at this point. Did you see the UDisc World Rankings? To see how big Kristen's lead got. No. It's entertaining. Oh, I You're going to want to see it. It is it is pretty shocking. Like, it's pretty shocking. Like the win oh, my word. The dominance index. The dominance uh, index, which is what the UDISC uses to determine their world ranking. Kristen jumped up 18 points and is now at 118.95. Paige Pierce is in second. What what would you guess, Silas, since you're the one that hasn't seen it yet? What would you uh, guess her dominance index is at? Kristen's is at 118. Give the MPO one for scale. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. MPO first place is Ricky Wysocki at 59.17. Okay. Eagles is second at 58.31. Oh. So Kristen's at 118.95. I'm going to go like 100. Then. 100? You would think. It's 52.64. Oh my <laughs> She's more than double it. What's the percentage? That means that them? Kristen has a 70% win chance, win oh probability. Over, over the page. number two over in the world. Crazy. Unbelievable. Speaking of the UDIS rankings, Tristan Tanner jumped like 51 spots. Jeez. Man. Is he in the top 20 now? No, he's in the top 30, I think, though, or he's close. He was like around 80th in the world. Let's see where Gossage he's also at. jumped like 20 something spots. Tristan Tanner's 39th now. He jumped 51 spots at 39th. 51 So he was in wow. 90th. Isn't that crazy? Is that That's the wild. is that the most someone's jumped? It's a it's a it's up there. What's crazy is his dominance index jumped by point six point nine five, and then Kristen's jumped by like eighteen. Eighteen point two three. Yeah, she destroyed. I'm sure Holland Hanley got a nice bump. Yeah, fourteen points up. 
up eight spots into top ten. So, Holland Hanley had a very impressive tournament. Yeah, she did. I was very impressed. Uh, I feel like Holland Hanley and Aaron Gossage had similar games to a certain yeah, extent. Her forehand, they both had bombs. exactly. Yeah. They both had incredible forehands, and I think that she's got a volleyball background. I think that's where that comes from. I think that's what this course played well. Is it was it, they were forehand courses accurate because you also saw Chris hisers. Clemens sneak in yeah. there, yeah. and he's a lefty. Um, so yeah, I think that's where Holland Hanley and Aaron Gossage. This was their chance. Um, not to say that they will never have a shot at Worlds again by any means, but this this world set up for the forehand. That's why you saw Nate Sexton, great dark horse pick, yeah. by the way, uh, sneak up in there that's as well. So confusing about Rick. He just must not have been on his game. Rick, yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. But very tough performance for Paige and Cat because um, we didn't even talk about Katrina Allen. She was even worse than Paige. She came in 11th. Yeah. And again, in FPO, you have to put things into perspective, right? Yes, Paige Pierce came in 5th. in like 40th. Paige Pierce came in 5th, but she lost by 16. In MPO, to lose by 16, you had to be in 22nd. And then Katrina Allen came in 11th, but lost by 24. And MPO, to lose by 24, which Whoa, would be... That's got to be way down there. If you're 22 under... You'd have been in forty first. You'd have been Brody Smith, <laughs> literally. <laughs> um, but that's so that's the difference. It's like yes, Cat Katrina finished in eleventh. That's like she finished in forty something. Yes, Paige finished in fourth, fifth. That's like she finished in twenty something because of how far behind the lead she was. We're gonna have to look at. We're gonna have to before the end of this. We're gonna have to look at take a look at the uh, Pro Tour playoff bubble. Yeah. After all well, no, that. we'll definitely look at this. Definitely take a look at that. Uh, one of the big storylines, kind of during the week, um, actually came from my Twitter. Uh, accidentally, slightly. Usually when I get on Twitter, I get in trouble. This This one had no credit. Uh, So it was fine. It was perfect. I went under the radar. Uh, Someone sent me a picture of the MPO trophy. And I saw it. I thought it was absolutely hideous. But I was like, that could be my opinion. Could be my opinion that this thing sucks and it's absolutely hideous. So I was like, I'm going to tweet it and just talk about the size. Because the size, you could see a little like styrofoam cup next to it. You could tell it was small. I was like, everyone will agree it's a small trophy. So if I tweet the size, I'll let the world decide about the appearance. And as far as we know, there was no other trophy there presented was no other trophy. at all. No, that was there no, was no okay. other well, trophy. MPO, they didn't even present the trophy at all. I yeah. think they got embarrassed. Uh, FPO, they presented yeah. the trophy to Kristen, and she raised it, and then that started getting memed on top of it. Yeah. So I think MPO, they just were like, hey, Smart screw it. We're yeah. not going to hand this guy anything. We're not going to have a trophy. Uh but anyway, so I tweet the picture, and the picture goes to Reddit, PJ Rodman, all this, everywhere yeah. picked it up, and everyone agreed with what I had thought, so I'm, I could have just tweeted my opinion. It looks like an art project. I just, I just want to talk to them. I want to talk to them and be like, hey guys, what were you thinking? I'm wondering if we, someone, I think it's what you had said. I think someone was like, hey, let me make it. Somebody volunteered to make it, yeah. yeah. But as a tournament committee, like there are, there are other, ob- like I don't. We ran a YouTube creator tournament, and our trophy was, like, was it perfect? No. But would it have sufficed for something like this? Uh, yeah. Like, it would have been... And it was... Guess how easy it was? Google. Buy. It wasn't even that expensive. No, like, 200 bucks. We're, we're talking about the world championships. Like, and the funny thing is, like, the PDGA, you know, like, the player of the year trophies they hand out? They're pretty good-looking trophies. They're like, fine. Like... They're okay. They're better than what yeah. those hands. So that's what worlds. I'm saying. It's like they they. But the PDGA <laughs> doesn't do the trophy. So like no. I only put some. I only put some blame on. I I blame on the turn on the I TD. Blame everybody. That because like in my mind, the PDGA can we just get a recurring trophy? It's the World I, Championship. I, can we just have a like 
Something, some type of recurring trophy you keep putting names on, and then if they want to have like some kids make an art project for the trophy even, for the, the guy to take home, that's fine. Even even hand out a medal and like it would look better. Like put him like give him a, like give him a trophy to raise, and then give him a gold medal. Like well, that would you don't look have cool. to see what the person takes home. Yeah, so yeah, if you right, want to, yeah, that's true. I don't even care what they that's take. That's what I'm saying. If you want to have, if you want to go to the local art like local high school and have their wood shop work something yeah. up. Fine. Who gives yeah, a frick? Just, let the let the player take that home. Just and put get on a traveling shelf. trophy. Make a get big deal a trophy. about it. Yeah. And then it's like you're battling for the world's trophy, and you can make the whole storyline around the trophy. It, what like, are we doing? It's like one of those things we talk about where it's like automatic tournament prestige, and it's so easy to do. Yeah. Like yeah. Here, all you have to do, invest one time in a trophy. Yeah. Spend like five grand once. One time. Think if you would have done that back in the Climo era. Yeah. If you want to. Put names on it each year. That's nice. And then keep the same trophy every year. Use B-roll shots of it. Show them like bringing out the trophy. Like, oh, there we got eyes on the world's trophy. Like, Make it huge. Yeah, automatic tournament prestige. And it is so easy. You could just... I volunteer. Hunter and I both volunteer. If you just want to contract us next year... Yeah, we'll find the trophy. We'll find it because it's not and hard. It <laughs> it's not hard. I just... I, see, I don't get it. I don't get my it. My least favorite take online, and it's the take that always gets responded... Is well, they have to consider. You know, most of these players are in vans. They they have to travel with the trophy. They don't need to take the trophy home. Yeah, you just have the trophy, or so you can present it to them. They raise it. <laughs> you put their name on it. Then you hand them something small or, for them to take home. Or provide a mailing service because that also takes yeah. no effort. Just ship it to their address. It's like FedEx is the official thing of uh, is it? It's Stanley Cup. I don't know. Do, do they do that to the? There's some the commercial. FedEx is, like, has a commercial where like they like so are shipping easy. the Stanley Cup. Those trophies are so small already; it would cost you like twelve bucks to ship them. Just be like, "Hey, what's your address?" <laughs> and we'll we'll ship it to your home for you. Somebody takes it to the post office. Done. Yeah, it is. We volunteer and to be the heads of the trophy the committee. We'll run a trophy for every single event that doesn't have a good one. I will do it. And and it's not being like everybody's being like, like that's just so nitpicky. It isn't nitpicky because it is so no. easy and it's on camera. It's on display. Like it is a, it's part of the image of the event and the sport and the sport as a whole. Like it just looks so dumb and I, and it's so easy. I that one, it. it I, it's going to make me cry. It looked like, it looked like someone made it with Legos. Like that looked like if you, if you told the Lego factory to put a disc golf basket together, what was on the world's trophy would have been, and they had that little turd that was, it was supposed to be the world. <laughs> the I hope it spun. <laughs> if it spun, a little bit of props. <laughs> but that's that's the only thing. If, if that thing didn't spin. If the world's trophy I, I didn't spin. Did, if the Get world it on there. it didn't spin, then like, that was the only redeeming factor. I mean, somebody just machined it. Like, they got a giant slat. I, and I, they just like. I'm just hoping, I'm hoping that when the trophy showed up, it showed up like a day before worlds, and the TD got it, was just like, frick. I would have I would, drove I would, I hope to a party city and bow, found a better trophy. I would just hand him the check. It was 20 grand for the winner for MPO, 11 yeah, grand for FPO. The just, just hand him the check. At least something. Yeah. Let him raise the check. Raise the check. That's at least something. $20,000. And they were like displaying it on the final day, like next to the first tee. Uh, like they were just had it sitting there dis- on display. Like that's what makes me think that they were like, this looks good. This is yeah, great. Yeah. Which scares me. Terrifies this is what me. Playing for it. Yeah. <laughs> you're playing for a slab of metal. It's there's, like. <laughs> all right. There's the trophy rant. Yeah. You need some. I mean, you had to get it. Um. But yeah, if you want more of the trophy rant, just go to any Facebook group or Reddit, and you'll see 99 percent of people agreeing with us, which is rare, actually. 
Yeah, uh, it is ripped. Actually, that's now why that we've said it, everyone's going to be like, dude, the trophy was so sick this year. That you just can't. Like, there's just no way around this one. No. There's no way around it. You can't it. say it that. It's bad. Uh, so, Paul got his redemption, became a six-time world champion. It's cr- oh, so, walk with me on the what-if train here. I'm walking. 2019, Paul's win. Paul Ooh, wins. This is a, I have a trivia question that lines up to what you're probably about to talk about. Okay. Well, 2019, Paul wins. Mm-hmm. World's canceled in 2020. Conrad's one in a million shot goes in in 2021. Yeah. If 2020 wasn't canceled, Conrad's shot doesn't go in in 2021. We could see, we call Paul could have been an eight time world champion right yeah, now. Yeah. He could have won four rounds. Instead, he's a six time. Uh, this makes it 10 worlds in a row now, 11 years, but 10 worlds in a row that he's finished top two, which is starting, an insane streak. Yeah. Starting to become one of the more ridiculous streaks I've ever seen in sports. Like, because even like this year was the I, most improbable. I yeah, think. I and I I seldom compare like disc golf streaks to other sports because like it's such a d- developing sport and like yeah for a few of those years Paul was like very dominant yeah compared to the field but it's starting to get to the point where it's like wow like wow ten years in a row that's that takes something special and, and it can't be explained and like well I, I was just like because no, he's had several down years within that no. mix here like here's a here's like the difference between Paige and paul right two of the supposed like goats of our sport respectively okay you've got Paige and paul both having Paige having a pretty good season paul not having a good season but i would even say that both are having a season below their expectations um paul definitely more so um both of them have five world titles um going into this event and the difference the difference is like Paul in this event you know there's no statistic that can really explain it when you get to when you're not even having a good season and you still win worlds and get in that top two like it gets to the point where there's not you just can't really explain it with statistics because you know the rest of this the year doesn't really line up to that I mean he looked crippled out there like the whole event, like he didn't even look good. It just comes down to like when it when it gets to world, Paul wants it more than anybody else out there. Like it just has to be. He just wants it more because there are guys who are playing better than him this year. A lot of guys that are playing better than this year that were healthier. And like he just goes out there and he wants it more. And he that's how and he wins. And it's insane. Like that that is like that right there. Like between Paige and Paul, like Paige had a performance that like was like legacy it like hurts her legacy it was like like what are we doing like it just wasn't good at all and paul just like reminded everybody that like he's that's why that's why that's what goats do like that's what the greatest of all time players supposed to do they're in their in one of the worst seasons they've had their worst losing slump of their career right you come out the world and you just and you win and you take it like that that's what that's what the greatest of all time does so it was it was a legacy performance is what it was. It yeah. was incredible. Uh, he's also now one major shy of Ken Climo's record at 18. Yeah. So one somebody, more major. Somebody was saying to me um, on my show that we need to start referring to players like as blank time major champions to try and like keep the world Here's the thing about worlds. There. Here's the thing, right? Because Aaron Gossage props to the guy. Incredible oh, performance. Yeah, he battled. Uh, he did not crack. No. I thought multiple times that's it. He cracked. And he did it. Uh, and he was able to, even on 18, do what he needed to do to get to the playoff. Yeah, he gave With it everything With that being had. said, I would have been so upset if Aaron Gossage won Worlds. Because yeah. I wouldn't have, if this was Champions this is Cup. Gonna be, this is going to be a very complex take, but I'm going to fight through it with you. If this was Champions <laughs> Cup, 
USDGC, European Open, any other major would not care at all if Aaron yeah. Gossage won. But when you hold the title of world champion, it's it's more so if I walk down the street and I said Aaron Gossage is world champion, everyone's head goes to he's the number one player in the world. I wouldn't have him in the top 30. Yeah. That might be a bad take. No, it's not. I wouldn't have him in the top 30. He's had a bad season overall. Yeah. He's had a few top threes. He's a developing player. He's someone who a few years from now could be a top 10 guy. He's not there now. Yeah. So having someone like that, like Greg Barsby, at least when he won Worlds, he was an established name. He was having a good season. He was having a good season. This would have been a, a more criminal winning of Worlds. Not because, like, yes, he did what he needed to do across five rounds. He would have been a deserving yeah. champion of the tournament. Yeah. He wouldn't have been deserving player of the world title is the issue. I think world has the, to change. Because the world title Just because is the title is worlds. Yeah. World champion is a flawed title and because like, people are playing world champion previously in Climo era and stuff like that. That was when everyone showed up. Yeah. Was worlds. Everyone's showing up week in and week out now. Yeah. So that can't be the separator. Something has to separate to where the world ti- world championship title goes to one of the best players in the world that it has to it has to because world champion like it just doesn't make sense to me so in my opinion we either if we keep the world championship as it is the title's got to change has to yeah. or we need to do something to make worlds statistically improbable impossible even Ash, that's for a rando to that's win that's just going to take too, so many rounds though because like I don't could, think it's rounds. I think it's like maybe you only invite the top twenty in the world or something. Yeah, I think you gotta do something. I think if you make it a qualifying event, that happens. This is a this is a complex take because basically what happens, like Hunter was alluding to, was when the world championships were created, there was no um, disc golf tour. There was no majors. They they created that event because they wanted one tournament each year for everybody who played disc golf at a competitive level to get together and compete for a title. And why not call it the World Championships? Because to them that's what it felt like it was, you know, everybody all together from one time. Fast forward to now, like Hunter mentioned, we have a tour, we have these majors, we've slotted worlds in just as a major, but world champion doesn't mean more than just another it's just another major so when you throw that world champion title on somebody it is confusing and it is frustrating to think of like a player winning who just like like just sneaks in out of nowhere then all of a sudden like yeah you're right it's confusing for people that are just like new to be like oh the world champion is is this guy like oh he must be and like it yes like Aaron Gossage is obviously still a very talented professional disc golfer it's just it's a confusing one, and people go back and forth on this. I, you know, feel free to like give your input in the comments. From what I've heard, most people agree that like world should change, either in structure or title, to fit the scope of disc golf. My opinion, I think I've gone so back and forth on this. I think that you make worlds a like either bi-annually, tri-annually, like, or, no, nah, it wouldn't be the correct word. What, yeah. I think you make it either, like, once every two, three, or four years, and you make it a qualifying event. You give it, like, you elevate it in that sense. What do you think of making it like the FedEx Cup? Like, the tour championship of the Pro oh. Tour becomes the world championship. Somebody did mention that. But instead, you go, the people coming in, because then, I actually like Ricky this. and them coming yeah. in would have a, they'd right, be at stroke. 10 under, right. Aaron Gossage would have been at even. Right. If he makes up that 10-stroke gap he over it all, it, yeah. it is what it is. 
But then the best players in the world are sitting at 10 under. Yeah. Then like, you know, Paul's at nine, eight, seven, six. Somebody, and you have a four round tournament to where the best players in the world have a distinct advantage yeah. at the world championship as they should. And then if someone crazy happens, it's very unlikely. But if it happens, it happens. Versus this, it's just another it's tournament. It's just another tournament with an extra round. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I actually like that. Somebody did mention that like making it's funny how like the hardest thing to do in disc golf is the, the actual hardest thing to do in disc golf pretty much is lead the tour in points at the end of the season. Yeah. And yet we really give nothing out for that. You might win player of the year. Um, you're going to have ooh a one seed in the tour championship. That well, you become like the they they call you they're like the uh Regular season champion, right. or whatever, but, but, but you get nothing. Yeah, exactly. There's no com- accolades. Com- exactly. Or Compared to a major championship, whatever, it's even though it's the pretty much it's technically the hardest thing to do because it means you were the most consistent points winner throughout the year. So I agree. It would be it would be nice to there to be a tournament that more directly um, co- um, correlates to those points to to crown a world champion. That would be the the thing that makes the most sense. And the tour championship is not that answer because. There's not a huge advantage for the high, no, so the better seeds. You can even say they're disadvantaged slightly later in the tournament by because that's the thing is people are like, oh, well, they don't have to play as long. Yes, but but players by, getting hot by time it does get to time to, for them to play. It doesn't matter what happened before then. So they already then they are at a disadvantage. So um, yeah, I I think the world is is interesting. I, I know this is a confusing take. It shouldn't be. Um, well, it's it's not a confusing take. It's a complex take because it involves history, nostalgia. And like an evolving sport, it's not just black and white. There's a lot of things that play into it, but you just have to understand when we talk about this, we're not saying that Aaron Gossage like didn't deserve to win. It's just no, like, he deserved to win. He deserved to be in the playoff at that tournament. Yeah, it's he wouldn't like. Let me just read you it's through. The, it's the title world champions because this is the issue. Is he came fifty seventh at Las Vegas Challenge, fiftieth at Texas States, thirty eighth at champions cup 43rd at jonesboro open 53rd at santa cruz masters cup 87th at idlewild 38th at Glow, 32nd at ledgestone 64th at des moines yeah and he was one island shot on 16 so, away from being the world so champion the, the of this point year. is like if he just wins a major it's like this awesome underdog story like wow like aaron god's winning but if you win the world championship and now you're the world champion it just feels weird to, to us yeah and so like let us because you hold the title of world champion for a year like yeah. european open champion we don't highlight that for a year like i don't need Aaron, ian anderson um at that one time love to be yeah to be saying oh that's just that one time love from aaron gossage like on every single shot he throws for the next year like i can't for the rest of his career that makes me sick to my stomach even thinking about it so um yeah. That, that's what's so tough it's like Aaron deserved <laughs> everything Aaron deserved everything about where he was in that tournament the issue is the title of the tournament yeah. and how much prestige is put on it because that's the other thing is it's a career moment yeah of like the other the other issue too though is like and this is why I think we need to start changing the narrative to say how many major champions a, a player has because if you change how world well, it's works, like world shouldn't be a major yeah but as I'm saying if you change how world works and make it, let's just say, like that end of the season, you know, stroke head start situation, like the FedEx Cup. Now, like nobody is a everybody's zero time world champ now, because now world t- champions way harder to win. Like, because now you have to play good all season long and finish the job. Um, I mean, we just saw that in the FedEx Cup. I mean, Sky Scheffler kicked the crap out of everybody all season long, but then he couldn't hold on to it. Um, 
So then, then we would, I think you would still consider those, obviously you would still consider world titles from the past majors. Yeah. You know, so I think that's where the narrative needs to shift is like Paul right now is a 17 time major champion. And like, that's to me, that sounds even better than six time. Well, world because, champion. well, this is the other thing. If <laughs> like, we use a, cause that's the other thing that worlds does is it discredits the other majors that yes. have just as much prestige as them. Well, that's the thing. Or more if European like, open this year, I would say the European open was a harder tournament to win. Because of the level of disc golf that Eagle McMahon and Paul McBeth play. Well, yes, in that sense, but That's no. That's what I'm saying. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Statistics, like field, field wise and all of that. Yeah. I'm saying between the two, like to actually win it, it required actually, a higher yeah, level of disc golf to, because Eagle and Paul were on a different level. Yeah, it did. Yeah. But Worlds overrules it. And I would say USDGC is hardest tournament to win Hard, every USGDC single year. Every single year, without that's, a doubt. I think, I think that's almost the bigger point is that because of Worlds is called Worlds, it takes away credit from from the other major titles especially usdgc because ask any player like what event they want to win and most of them that i've talked to say usdgc well they say world if you take away if it's just the tournament usdgc worlds changes your life because world you get your name on discs world champion you get 20 grand this year yeah great but you make a lifetime of money because now if, if aaron gossage wins worlds his name's going on a zone or a force or something and well, he's getting, you know, royalty. Not either of those. Not discs. either of those, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. I was thinking of this he's throwing. Given, what would they have given him? What else was he throwing? I don't know. His paws on so many discs. Has Six Claw stuff come, come out yet? No, I don't think so. I was curious to know, like, you know how... Um, like the NCAA tournament they have right, ready that like day? The, like, they, they make the merch for both teams, and then, like, they donate one or whatever, and then they just are ready to run it. Like, literally, the second oh, Super Bowl that's ends. that's cool. Yeah, the, the merch is running. It's easier with a Super Bowl because there's only two options. Right, but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. whenever, uh, when Paul was kind of getting into it, like, I just wonder if, like, obviously with disc, you wouldn't be stamping stuff. But I wonder if, like, they had the stamp design. I mean, all you have to do is add another claw mark. not that hard. Well, um, I'm hoping they don't just add another claw. <laughs> because, like, Ledgestone posted. What did they and, do for four and five? Well, four's this, five's a slash, but they added a fifth down there. But the thing is, you don't uh, have an animal with six claws. Yeah. So that doesn't make any sense. Make one up. So you need to go three and three and an X. Uh-oh. There you go. Oh. oh graphic boring. design guy. That sounds cool. I mean. What you got to do. After, like, I was never the guy to buy, like, the claw mark discs, but I guess everybody who owns the five claws is very happy. Everybody who just bought yeah. those, uh, like, gold and silver ones are loving life right yeah. now because they just got a heck of a lot more valuable. Back to the major thing, though, because the other thing we have to think through is Worlds, if Worlds holds the same prestige and keeps going, no one's ever touching Ken Climo. No. Ever. 12 no. world titles, no one's ever touching that. Ken is not the GOAT, though. Actually, I saw a take. Not this is good. funny. This is a funny take. Paul I'm glad of, I thought of this. You see Paul kind of bring yeah, it up. Yeah, talk came after him for not so showing up, saying, like, where's the greats? Which is a great point. It like, is. Why is Ken Climo not I saw a lot of people golf? saying, yeah. a lot of people said that Ken Climo got in a pinch where he needed money, so he took a one-time royalty payment from Innova, and so he's not making royalties anymore. That's the rumor going around, is he took a one-time fat stack and so he's not getting money from the Firebirds, Eagle. So he's to out any there of working a nine to five somewhere. That's what people are saying. So they're saying like, well, of course he's not gonna be around. He's like, he doesn't have money to be around. It'd be a very sad take if Innova. I hate but see it happen to the great ones, man. It'd be a sad take Gosh. if Innova really did like, hey, yeah. you know what? We know you're in a pinch. Here you go. Take fifty grand right now. You know, one time business, man. Fifty grand afraid. right now, and then you're not getting royalties anymore. You need the money. What are you going to do? <laughs> that would suck. But uh, Business, Justin Roth posted in the Disc Golf Debate Group and said, 
20 years from now, when all the young guys on tour throwing 700 plus feet and consistently banging putts from 80, you'll say something about Paul being the goat or whatever on social media, and you'll get laughed at. Paul didn't beat anyone. Competition was weak. He played on golf courses. He lost to guys who live in vans. It'll sound as stupid to you as what happens is saying Ken Climo didn't beat anyone sounds today. Yeah, but that's I mean that's the beauty of sports though. Is that like those kids I thought it was funny that, that he beat players who lived in vans. Yeah, well but he's, <laughs> here's the funny the seven hundred feet right. throwing yeah. thing. The first part's not right. Yeah, that's not true. But he's right. There probably will become an era in this sport where the athletes are training at a way higher level because they can afford to and they will get better and Kids will say that about Paul, and that yeah. is just the beauty of sports. Because then, guess what? The generation of us will argue for Paul, just like the Michael Jordan and LeBron and the Tiger Woods and Jack Nicholas, and and so that's just how sports is. And yeah. It's a beautiful thing. But the thing and I was okay. to say is Ken Climo. Yeah, it's very funny. <laughs> it's funny. Ken Climo's record of twelve world titles will never be touched because that's winning one tournament twelve times, one yeah. major tournament twelve times. Yeah, you're not going to touch that. Paul, I think, could get to six or seven or seven or eight now that he's at six. But that's it. That's it. I don't think he's getting he's not he's winning six more. We know that. Uh, but he's one win shy of Climo's major record at 18. If Paul sets a major record at 19. It's un, it seems unattainable, but well, it's, you have four shots every year now. But Hunter, Climo doesn't have didn't have as many majors to play. Still my goat. So. That's fine. You can say whatever <laughs> the frick you want. Uh, isn't that, Climo is literally beating Ron Russell, who's a roofer. Climate didn't have the same technology though. He was throwing with DX discs. See now that still argument my, I can get behind. That argument I can get behind. Climo did I not did, have the modern day destroyer. I've watched Climo play in his prime. It, like it, yeah, we still got to do the thing where we go, we go to a yeah, 90, we, 95 world oh course or something. Gosh, yeah, we've we, got to do that. We need to keep that on our radar because that would be so fun. Um. Anyways, insane tournament to watch in general, regardless title, whatever. Paul McBeth, six time world champion. Aaron Gossage, that man did not flinch in the face of adversity it was insane he did choke on 17 a little bit he just had to get up and down from 300 feet but he was able to bounce back on 18 that and was then, that was a bit of a choke but and that then, was a terrifying shot he kept it in bounce yeah 16 on the island i saw some people all upset drive. the island had the ob marked in it was confusing to watch but it I mean, was, they mentioned it on coverage a lot if you were watching throughout the... Well, it was, it was a confusing thing to like see happen yeah. because like there's water in it, the, but they practiced it like that. You knew yeah. exactly where you needed to put it. There's a wall it was behind a clearly the basket. Defined, yeah, yeah, it was a clearly <laughs> defined line. It's nothing. It would have been much more criminal if his disc is sitting up like kind of in the water, kind of not, and you have to make the call. Yeah. That would have been a much more criminal yeah, situation. Yeah, they've, they've eliminated that scenario. And also, they said the water line was lower than normal, so that's why it looked even more drastic. I have no problem with that. And also, yeah, everybody sees the line. It's not like, yeah. It's not like they're going into it thinking they have to throw on the land, and then they're like, oh, that's still out of bounds. Like, no, you, yeah. you know where you have to you throw You missed the island. Yeah. Because the same thing is, if and that was a grass field. It, he just hit it three holes prior. Yeah. So, like, you know what you um, do. But, I mean, very impressive performance of Aaron Gossage. Surprisingly bad performance from Ricky Wysocki, Chris Dickerson, Simon Lazat, and Eagle McMahon. Yeah, supporting cast and uh Yeah, very not really do much. Very shocking. Um Ricky beat all of them in eleventh place at Worlds, losing by twelve strokes. He fell off on that last round. Uh Gannon Burr, another player that was pretty surprisingly bad. Finished he also in fourteenth. Kind of in the last round because he he pushed a little bit. Yeah. Simon finished in twenty fifth. Um where is Eagle? Eagle finished in 38th, which Eagle, to be fair, he did go to get dirt to, you know, Hurt dry himself. his hand and cut his hand on glass. It was in dirt. Very unfortunate situation, uh, but that did happen. 
So yeah, it's kind of a is what kind it of is. a tournament logistics nightmare right there when your star player cuts his hand on grass or a glass. Obviously, freak accident, but like, dang, that sucks. But like, <laughs> that stinks. Just bring a chalk bag. True. Next time he will. Next time will I'm sure. Time. I'm sure he will not rub his hand in dirt anymore. I rub my hand in dirt. I'll do it till I get cut in glass. But after that, yeah. I won't anymore. They'll do it. Um, but yeah, very surprising to see all of them not perform. Specifically, Rick. This was like Rick's tournament. I think. Well, it's. I think. I guess what happened was true. Where the the pressure of he won there. It's his home course. Like he. It all built up. It built up and it got to him. I mean, there was even that mid tournament interview where he looked like he was going to kill everyone. The yeah, rest of the tournament. he seemed super focused. I. I he just. I. I think he just didn't quite. Have, he just wasn't quite on his game. His putt didn't look super on. He was throwing a lot more spin putts than normal, um, and. Yeah, he just he just wasn't on, and that's just what happens. I mean, he was expected to to perform a lot more by me for for sure. But yeah, nobody nobody really challenged. You know, it was kind of just like um, a lot of players just kind of came out of the woodworks to kind of make yeah. that tournament interesting. This tournament years ago, if this exact same thing happened, the Ricky Eagle Simon, like those caliber players, don't show up, Paul wins by twenty. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It it takes it takes nowadays for guys like. Um, Matteo, AB, Tristan Tanner, and Gossage. Calvin was in the mix. Let's give Calvin yeah. some credit. He was in the mix, but a little bit. Aaron Gossage, Tristan Tanner, Chris Clemens, Matteo don't show up. Clemens, yeah. Paul's eight strokes clear. Yeah. Matteo is a player who's shown up before. It's just the Clemens is a little bit more household name. Tristan Tanner, Aaron Gossage, though, they were a lot of times the ones who were pushing, pushing the lead. And like that's just something that did not happen years ago. Yeah, it's just it speaks for disc golf now that like it's it's a great thing that even when the big players aren't all showing up, you know that some some people from a little further down the world rankings are going to have just great like weeks. at Des Moines when Simon goes into a playoff, with Robert Burns. Yeah, like it, there's just a tournament where the big names don't always show up, and before that meant that someone ran away with it. Now it means it's very parallel to when I watch golf nowadays, and you see almost every event. It feels like sometimes you get the star player duels. But it seems like a lot of events, you get this battle in the end, and it's always between one star and one guy who's either like a longtime journeyman on tour or just like kind of an unknown and just had a really good week. And you just get that like, it's you get two stories basically. Okay, is this going to be just like a defining win for this guy who's been there before? Or is it going to be, oh, this guy's going to burst onto the scene type of thing? And that's yeah. what's starting to happen in disc golf is you get those those chances are popping up week in and week out. And it's, it's very exciting. It's electric. Uh, one final thing I did want to mention, cause we had, we just talked about Ricky a little bit and he was the, like the big DDO off season signing coming home. Oh no. Well on FPO, <laughs> on FPO there was, I have to bring this up because Not there's good, two dude. players Not that have good. a public contract, Kristen Tatar and Kona Panis and they have the same contract and they're both I with thought, Trilogy. I thought we were done with this man. I had to just, wait, they have the same contract. They both have the same contract. Oh my God. 500k <laughs> over four years. Kristen Tatar wins at 38 under. Kona Panis unfortunately came in 39th at 10 over. She missed the cut. Did she? We have to oh look at the points, God. but I I think that means she got bumped she out might of the have. playoffs. Let's actually go ahead and she jump to that now. Postseason. Um. Oh, final thing I was going to bring up is a lot of fans. Before we talk about the points, real quick, a lot of fans were complaining about the courses throughout the week. You got to admit it made for an exciting finish. Country, if nothing else. Country Club, at the very least, plays very nice in that final round. Now, you know what World Championship did points-wise? First biggest thing is it jumped Paul over Rick. Paul now leads the Disc Golf Pro Tour standings. 
That's crazy. By 22 points. That's crazy. Paul now is in first. Ricky's in second. Calvin's in third. <laughs> Just like that. Paul's narrative is shifting right into place. It boys. happens every time we get to the end of this year because Paul has a very solid shot at winning GMC or MVP. He's yeah, going to be one of the favorites at USDGC. Yeah. He picks up one of the two. One of he's the never few even wins. won the tour championship before. Like he's due for that. Yeah, as he well. picks up one of the few wins. GMC or MVP and wins USDGC, gets two majors. Boom! And best I think, season. I think they're moving the tour championship this year. Isn't that the rumor? But they're moving it, but we don't know where yet. So that's what I'm it's saying. It's not like, the rumor. It's it's confirmed. So they're getting it away from a course that it's Paul still, hasn't won at. Well, he won. Well, he won worlds. worlds. But I'm saying like the yes. tour championship. Uh, I believe it's still in Charlotte. We just don't know where it's at yet. Um, Angry Beaver. So <laughs> let's go know. down to the cut line here. So, this is the qualified for play-in. We have Nate Sexton, Brody Smith, Greg Barsby, Gavin Babcock, Luke Humphreys, Thomas Gilbert. That's a 31st through 36th. Um, most of them are pretty comfortably in. Luke Humphreys and Thomas Gilbert right now. They're kind of the true bubble. And then you have Andrew Marweed, Chandler Fry, Nicholas Antela, the next in. Eagle McMahon officially is <laughs> missed. He's yeah, out. it's so funny because we expected him well, to Well, no, really because he won a major. Finish. What does that mean? They have this wrong. I believe since he won a major, he has a play-in spot. I don't think he's playing the Tour Championship anyways. Oh. I think he said he's only playing USDGC. But since he won a major, technically one of the play-in okay. spots is his. Mm. Technically. Okay. Uh, but I don't think he's playing the Tour Championship. So that storyline doesn't matter. Fair but points-wise, he couldn't do it with three tournaments. It's a shame. Four tournaments. He's twenty. He, all he needed was a solid finish at Worlds, man. Dang eagle. Yeah. I would say, I guess the the net, the first cut is what top hundred go to MVP. Uh, How many players make it to MVP? No, I think it's it's less than it's it top hundred go to GMC. GMC, I meant sorry. Yeah, top hundred go to GMC, and then I think it goes to to eighty. So to the cut MVP. for GMC, we have Nate Perkins, Terry Roethlisberger. Uh, Nate Perkins is registered for so the that's Silver why, Series. So that's why Silas Schultz had a change of plans because he made the cut by one spot. Yeah, Silas Schultz, he is registered for the Silver Series. Good for him, he made man. the cut for by him. a few spots. He's, so he did, There's no way he expected that, and he squeezed himself in he there. He squeezed in there, and if he plays solid at the Silver Series and plays solid at GMC, that's awesome. he could sneak into MVP. He No shot he goes to Tour Championship. but The Silver Series is going to be crazy, like seeing like players try to get it in. The uh, Silver Series, so players who like have a legit shot, like Scott Stokely, if he plays solid enough, oh wow, he could get. He needs eleven points right now. It looks like. Well, no, he really he's got to catch Bart because Silas and Nate are both playing. So Scott Stokely needs twelve points, thirteen points at BCDGC. No, right at twelve because they both have thirteen point nine. He needs twelve points to get into uh, GMC to make that cut. Next player down, Jordan Castro needs 20 points. Uh, Nate Heckler also needs 20 points. Zach Arlingus needs 21. So Zach Melton also is down here. He needs 21 as well. Yeah, so we need some of those players need to have a very good performance at the Silver Series if they want a chance to get to GMC. After GMC, then we'll cut it to I think it's, is it 80 or, or 60. 80? I think it's 70 or 80. We'll call it 70. I'll, I'll look it up. I think it actually probably is 80. I remember being like a little underwhelmed. I like, think it's 80. I'm excited there's a cut. I'm excited there's would, a cut, but I wish it was like 30. Yeah. No, I wish it went 50. No. I, went, I wish it went 100 70, like, 50, 30. GMC 70, MVP yeah. 50, yeah. 30. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to just see like the MVP field be even more exclusive. It'll feel more exclusive as the field gets better. But yeah. Playoff tournament. 
doesn't tell me here. Might have to go to the... Is, okay, 100 for GMC, 80 when we get to Maple Hill. Okay. So Women's field go from 50 to 40. All right, so let's look at FPO now. Um, FPO as it currently sits... As it currently sits, the players qualify for the play-in are Emily Beach, Evelina Solonen, Macy Valadez, Kona Panis, Jessica Weiss, Jennifer Allen. As it currently is. Um, so Kona is in the play-in Kona right now. is in the play-in spot right now. Um, but pretty comfortably. She has uh, 12 points. I think okay. I think it got her bumped down from being actually in because Holland Hanley just got 112 points and jumped up to where she's actually in right now. Okay. Um, so it looks like 50 is the cut. Here, Tiger Borth has a chance to jump in, and she's the only player really with a chance down here. I totally forgot that Heather Young like just like took a break from the tour. Yeah, she doesn't come back. Is she? Ba- oh, she's not back. Mm-mm. Oh. So as of right now, the cut line is Anna Castine. If she comes, that's the tough part too. Is like a lot of the players when you get down to yeah. like fifty for FPO and hundred for MPO, it's like a lot of them probably aren't showing up to GMC. So it'll be interesting to see kind of what happens, but. That's kind of that line. The only player with a shot at to get into GMC if they want it is Tiger Borth um, at the Silver Series this weekend. What does the cut look around 80 for MPO to see like who's going to be trying to get into MVP? Around 80 for MPO. I'm just curious if there's any big names. Around 80, Austin Turner's the line at 80. Justin Rosak's at 82. Noah Mientzma. Recognize that no, name, Tim Barham. Crazy. Nothing crazy. There's no one shocking down here. Yeah. Nate Queen. Nathan Queen might not make the tour championship. Actually, definitely will not make the tour championship Ooh. after winning it last year. He'd have to win. He'd have to almost win out. Yeah. At this point. Um Yeah, no one's shocking down here. Nate Perkins, I believe, didn't play Worlds. I think he was just Paige's caddy, which was interesting. Yeah, he didn't play Worlds. Mm. Which I thought that was interesting. I noticed it when he was caddying for it. I was like, I wonder why you're not playing. Uh, all right, so points after Worlds. I got six points for predicting Kristen Tatar right in FPO. Got nothing for MPO, so I'm at 117. Connor got six points for predicting Kristen right in FPO. Two points for p- putting Paul in his MPO top three, so he gets eight points, so he's now at 86. Trevor got two points for having Kristen in his top three, six points for picking Paul to win, and four points for his dark horse pick, Nate Sexton, nice. putting Trevor at 74. So I gained, oh, I gained you're in on third? Connor. You gained four on Connor. That was big. So there's no catch in Hunter. No, for you guys. No. It's a battle for How, How'd you win? Because he... I got 15 got points a, from Austin Turner, or I, I Austin Hannum bet. Oh. It was 15. Okay, it was a lot. So I should uh, be at 102. Oh. There was... Yeah, you Still, had two bets. You had, was there another there bet another that hit? One. Are you sure? I'm p- almost positive there was two times that you gained like a bunch of points. Either way. It may be the other one was just you had a really good major. I don't remember. I think Champions Cup, I had a very solid major. You may, I think you did. Uh, um, has anyone ever gotten first, second, and third? Right? No. No. Nobody's mm. perfected it yet, which is so funny. Pobody's nerfic, you know? Yep. All right. Let's talk through the power rankings here. Okay. First proposal is to remove Eagle McMahon from the top 10. Yes. He's not playing get against USDGC. I accept he, he won European say, Open. He came in 38th. Out of here. Out of there. So then my next Ghost, proposal. Ghostbusters. My next. That's funny. My next proposal is to add Chris Clemens to the top 10. Just very solid performance at Worlds. I compared him to Joel Freeman, a few other guys around that area, and he looked solid. Freeman kind of did it okay at Worlds, though, didn't but he? But Clemens is better. I'll pull it up again. Okay. Show I me, did. I was doing this show last night. Show me the night. car facts, man. I was doing this last night to make sure I didn't say anything crazy on air. Um, Clemens, I mean, Clemens has had a pretty decent season as, as late, I think. Yeah. So I went from June on. I figured that was, is that recent enough? Oh, yeah. Or should we go oh, more recent? No, that's, that's fine. Should we go July? 
Well, if June proves it, then... Uh, well, I can go June. This guy's a narrative pusher here. Clemens versus Chris Freeman. Clemens. Chris Clemens is a very cool name. So, I'd like, the bias Double is C. in the spot, definitely. He's 5-3 and three against Joel Freeman. That's all I needed to hear. Um, and Freeman doesn't have any wins, so... No. Um, but is there anyone else we want to compare him to? Maybe Ezra. Is Ezra in our top 10? No. I don't think Ezra is. No, They're 4-4. No. Four and four. no way. No, definitely not. But Ezra just came at 46, yeah, 30. No yeah. way. Ezra's all Ezra. over the place. Did you see his ace? No, I didn't see it. It was pretty nuts. Somebody yeah. filmed it. I saw Nicholas Antelo, that's a possibility. No. No. Clemens. All right, Clemens, top 10. Clemens. Chris Clemens is now in 10th place. Okay. Next proposal to move is switch Kevin Jones and Chris Dickerson. Moving Dickerson into 8th, Kevin Jones into 9th. Where did they just finish at Worlds? Kevin Jones is down there, too. I, yeah. I think he's down there with Brody. Yeah, I didn't think he finished very well, but obviously Dickerson didn't do anything either. Right, yeah. Jones. I think it was more we overreacted moving Chris Dickerson. Yeah, well, Dickerson came in 12th. Did. Kevin Jones came okay. in 28th. Yeah, we can we can swap them. So I think we swap them. So we now have Kevin Jones as the ninth player in the world. Oh, let me bump Matty O. Kevin Jones, and then the eighth place is... Eighth is Chris Dickerson. You're taking, you're taking Matty O off? No. Matty O, I propose we switch with Kyle Klein. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. So I Kyle agree. Klein is now seventh in the world. And then Matty O is sixth in the world. Uh, I think Calvin Heimberg technically moves up one just because we had nobody in the number one spot. Yeah. So Ma- Calvin Heimberg's in fifth, that's but fair. he doesn't ch- he doesn't change. Yeah, that's fair. He did he did all right. Um, we we could have him jump Rick, but I don't think so. Yeah, probably not. Okay. Then I propose Ricky Wysocki's in fourth. Gannon Burr stays in third. I don't think we changed any of them. Yeah, probably Simon Gannon Rick. Probably not worth it. But Paul definitely. And then I moved Paul to number one in the world. Yeah. He moves from fifth to first. Thing was, we had, is that a very big jump for our power rankings? Absolutely. But it's a major. Paul won. Simon, Gannon, Ricky, no, they didn't show up. And they there sucked. Was, there was nobody in the one spot. And there was nobody in the one spot. Eagle was the other person that was technically ahead needed, of Paul. It needed a It had tenant. to be filled in Simon, Gannon, Ricky, Eagle. None of them claimed it. Yeah. Calvin was the next one down. I don't really list. have to explain ourselves. Nobody's going to be mad that we moved Paul into the one spot. They might be. We know our demographic. They might be simply because we didn't move Simon last week. Well, we were right, weren't we? We were. Very right. Actually, mm. so Simon can't play at majors this year. That's been his one fl- like he's been very good this year. Don't get me wrong, but like so far he hasn't shown up at the majors. He's got one more shot to to prove himself. I mean that would be something if he. Wins I don't USDGC. do not see him winning USDGC, but that would be something. See USDGC is the type of event I could see Aaron Gossage winning. Yeah, that forehand. It's always a forehand tournament. It seems like man after that performance from Sexton, just watch out for Sexton winning another US. You heard it he right here. You know who sneakily could? Chandler Kramer. Yeah. Forehands all over. Yeah. Could. And rollers. Let's just start listing off everybody has forehand to say, you, you know, know Andrew Marwee. Yeah. You know who sneakily could? <laughs> I bet Big Germ could go get his. <laughs> you second. know, Big Germ, man, dude does all right out there. Let's give him some credit. Chris Clemens, man. He could win. Dude. <laughs> sneakily. Sneaky. Brody Smith. Dude, sneaky Brody Smith could win. Dark Horse Brody Smith. Uh, FPO. I don't think we really changed much. Kristen's still the number one player in the world. Paige and Cat still disappoint me. Missy Gannon's fine in fourth because she can't jump Paige or Cat yet. But I do think we move Evelina Solomon to fifth. Over own. Yeah, I well, agree. She's had a couple back-to-back. So if now, we right? go Stat Mando and we go Evelina compared to Henna, 
is the important one, I think, because Hannah just beat Evelina. So, like, how is Evelina? Hannah's been not good. But Hannah's not been good. Yeah. So, we'll just prove it really quick. June, same time frame. Miss Blomroos versus Miss Mando for existing, by the way. This website's Compare awesome. Evelina's four and one since June. Yeah. The only one being world. Hannah kind of came out of nowhere. She has not really been that good. Yeah, Evelina beat her at U.S. Women's, beat her at the European Open, beat her at Finnish Nationals, which that doesn't matter, beat her at Des Moines, and then beat her at Worlds. No, Hannah beat her at Worlds. That's the only one. So okay. Ev- my proposal is Evelina. If you want to see the Evelina to own, we'll do that really quick. There's not much to go on because I think there's only played two events, three events, and Evelina's two and one against own. Sounds good to me. So the preserve, Evelina came in fifth, own came in 16th. Own beat her at the last major, U.S. Women's, came in third, Evelina came in sixth, but then Evelina came in fifth, Own came in seventh at Worlds. Okay. So that's my only proposal is we move Evelina into fifth and bump Own out. Sounds good. So there it is. There's the updated. I'll really, really quickly read through them. Jeez. So that I have, so you, what is going on on my computer? So that we have that. So... MPO, number one player in the world, Paul McBeth, number two, Simon Lazat, three, Gannon, four, Ricky, five, Calvin, six, Matteo, seven, Kyle Klein, eight, Chris Dickerson, nine, Kevin Jones, ten, Chris Clemens, FPO, first, Kristen Tatar, second, Kristen Tatar, third, Kristen Tatar, fourth, Paige Pierce, fifth, Katrina Allen, sixth, Missy Gannon, seventh, Evelina Solomon. You still have Kyle Klein in there? Kyle Klein is... I do. Kyle Klein sneaks around, man. He's decent. Silas, Kyle Klein came in 23rd at Worlds. Kyle Klein, he's fine. Kyle Klein sneaks he's around. Meh. Yeah, well, he hasn't. He hasn't like. Well, I mean, he's the eighth he's best, like, yeah, ninth. Whatever, he's the seventh best know? player in the world. Like that's gonna be a kind of mess spot. Kind of a mess spot. Once you got, once you got outside of the top like six, he went third at Preserve, third at Idlewild, sixth at Glow, seventh at Ledgestone, seventh at Des Moines, and then twenty third at Worlds. He's been right, pretty good. He's right. been solid. He's yeah. had a very solid stretch recently. Respect. Yeah, He's put some t- respect on his freaking the name. The man's a talented frisbee tosser. I just feel like no, he just doesn't get mentioned. We just mentioned like him. I, I feel like I never hear about. Well, him. it's because like when you ever hear about seventh place. Hmm. Good point. You don't. Yeah, it's because a lot of those other guys on there have had like wins and stuff, but consistent finishes don't don't necessarily uh, make the media. You know. Yeah. Exactly. Except our media. Our <laughs> media consistent finishes play very well here. All right, let's, uh, before we get into Trevor's Trivia, the fan favorite segment, a quick word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by True Classic. Guys, let's talk about t-shirts. Finding that perfect fitting shirt can be terrible. I swear the thing's either way too tight, has a case of bacon neck, or it's just plain big and boxy. Luckily, True Classic wants to make every man look good and feel good. Tighter fit in the chest and sleeves make your arms pop and room in the torso keeps things cozy. Plus, all of their styles are super soft and pocket-friendly, so guys, no excuses. Get rid of those ratty t-shirts I know you've been hanging on to for years and get ready to upgrade. We have an exclusive deal for our listeners. We want to hook you up with some True Classic. For a limited time, only get 25% off with the code GRIPLOCKED at TrueClassic.com. Uh, Trevor and I actually aren't wearing True Classic today for one reason, one reason only. They're dirty. We wore them. We wore them. We've worn them too often. They're dirty. I need more. Yeah, we need to buy some more. And we can get 20%, 25% off of Griplock, so we're going to buy more. True Classics, more than just a t-shirt company, though. They have all men, all the menwear staples do they have, you could so ever need. They, do they have shorts? They've got polo, workout shirts, same flattering fit, boxer briefs designed to keep your boys feeling nice oh, and comfortable. Oh, boxers. And to make it super easy to build out your wardrobe, you'll get top-notch quality gear for a great value. They also have a pack builder on their website where you can custom you can build a custom bundle with all their essential products and save even more than the discount we're already offering you today. <laughs> and for any of the big boys out there, they have longer body options for the tall guys up 
and up to triple XL on the staple guys colors. Like us. Whoa. Get comfortable and get going. Upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with the code GRIPLOCKED. Free shipping is included on purchases over $100 and 100% risk-free guarantee with a 30-day return policy. True Classic. Look good. You feel good. I'm like this close to just like filling out my like most of my wardrobe with just like really basic colored t-shirts and shorts they sell shorts they do sell shorts yeah and just giving up on it game time I, like just like oh, it, it, you know it's, it's they also sell joggers because freaking oh true their wow. their shirts are so soft that if they're joggers or anything That's like that because like i i'm just, man you see those youtubers and and the, all the neutral colors they wear and i make fun of it a lot but then i'm like it makes life easy Makes life really easy when you're whenever I, white whenever, t-shirts. Whenever I need to look decent, I wear jeans and I throw on a true classic. Tee. And the funny thing is, gray too, or navy. Like, that's what I'm saying. You could literally just get like just like five t-shirts and yeah. five pairs of shorts, and like you're set. That's all you need. That's why mine are dirty. I went out twice this weekend. Wore gray one, and you navy were probably one. looking slim. I looked too. fine. Gosh, looked dang, fine and more pick, than let me one. Just way. picture it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Head to trueclassic.com. All right, time the fan favorite segment to review. Okay, I have a question. I have an answer. <laughs> you probably don't. Um, all right. So, obviously, Paul's streak of 10 titles uh, in a row being first or second at world titles, I should say. Pretty significant. So, here's the question. Since 2012, Paul is only 21 strokes away from 10 world titles during that stretch. Okay. Who is second place in that regard? So being how many being a certain amount of strokes away from ten world titles over that stretch, and then how many strokes do you think that it is in that same stretch? In the same stretch, I feel like since you're asking, it's not Rick because like that'd be too easy. But it has to be Ricky because well, where was Ricky at fifteen worlds though? Fourteen worlds, they were in a playoff, so that's zero strokes. 16, 17, he won, so that's zero strokes. But then he was 12 here. So who else has been sneaky consistent in that time period? 2012 Worlds, who was Paul? There was like a bunch of random people on, on lead card, I think. It wasn't wasn't Rick. It's got to be Ricky. There's no shot it's not. It is Rick. Okay. The second part of the question is more the interesting one. So, so Paul is 21 strokes away from 10 World Titles. Yeah. How many strokes away was Ricky in second place? So Ricky's got zero stroke difference at three of those worlds. 2014, 16, 17. Because he was in a playoff and one. I'm I'm counting the playoffs as one stroke. Okay. Also remember that, well, because he needed another stroke, didn't he? Didn't he, Hunter? And also... That's not what, that's not yeah, what the PGA yeah, says. And also, also, you're counting um, strokes to win, not to tie. So remember that. Yeah. 43. That kind of sounds good. Uh, I'm not going to go with it, but it sounds pretty good, Silas. 2012 Worlds, I have no idea. He was on the lead card. All right, we'll go. I think. So we have basically 12, 13, 14, 15. No, 15. We have 12, 13, 15, 18, 19, 21, 22. We have seven Worlds. We know what 2014 is. That's one stroke. So these seven worlds, let's just say it's an average of f- six times seven. That comes out to 43. Does it? <laughs> That's funny. Plus one, so 44 strokes. The answer is 66. Dang. Oh. Wow. There were a few worlds in there where he was losing like 
like by there's another one we lost by like 12 i believe well i think this world was 12 or this one there's one that was 11 i think oh, okay um but i yeah. knew this world was 12 i was just banking on some of the other ones being close. it was just i just thought of that last night because i was like we were just talking about how close paul was to just winning so many world titles because you know i mean 21 strokes that's all it, that's all it was you know over those events and a lot of them it was just one stroke um well not a lot of them actually it was how many of how many worlds was it? It was one stroke. Twenty eighteen, it was one, I believe, one or two. I get or it was it was two in twenty eighteen, I think, and one. So there was a couple that was very close, but that's all that separates him. And the next closest person is sixty six strokes. So it's quite. It just it kind of gives some light to how crazy his world's performances have been. That is wild. He's the guy to beat every yeah, year. Every and he year. will be next year. <laughs> Until he like refreshed his. He basically just refreshed like. I mean, coming top two always refreshes it, but winning again, like proving that he can still win Worlds, even when he's having a bad season, like every year we go to Worlds, guess what we're going to be thinking? Paul's going to win. Yeah. Crazy Shame song. on me for not putting him in my top three. Very much. He did win me the gift card, though. It finally happened. Yeah, well, that was intentional. I bet against him for reasons, not because I didn't think he was going to win, but I bet on because I bet on him on this, and it finally paid off. <laughs> After all those years. Uh, the Butler County Disc Golf Classic's happening this weekend. Oh, man, the BCCC? BCDGC in uh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> that? Pittsburgh, I believe. Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't think this is the same as the PIFDO, the Pittsburgh Flying Disc Open. But Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, same area. This Silver Series this weekend. Dumbest event ever. It's the official end of the regular season, which makes no sense. No offense to Butler County, because this is not their fault. No, this isn't their fault. Why on, earth would, you, why on earth would you schedule this event after worlds before after the playoffs. worlds before the playoffs like because now this is what jockeys the points well who's going to this thing it's a decent all the, field all the guys well yeah it's everybody Ricky's, trying to every, everyone points. who needs points or, Ricky's allegedly showing up yeah or everybody that wants a, a tune-up before the playoffs start like it's yeah and the the most annoying part about this is that they made it a usdgc qualifier well it's sponsored by innova yeah. Well, I'm not saying why they did. I'm just saying it's annoying that they did. And like there are multiple pro tour stops that aren't. Yeah. I, so I, this is going to be the easiest. I'm claiming this is the easiest spot to qualify for USAGC. Yeah. No, wasn't that Tennessee one? Well, it always gets easier as the year the gets towards the Tallahassee end. Open? Yeah, but this one, the field this isn't one, gonna be the field there, was no one, there was no one there. At but this one, the open. field sucks. And anyone that's good in the field's already qualified. Yeah. Oh, they've already qualified. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, it's the end of the point. year. I just don't, that's I don't really point. get it from a scheduling standpoint. I don't mean, it, no, it, no, don't try to defend well, no, it. It I'm doesn't saying, make sense. I'm, well, no, I'm just gonna say like I, I don't, I don't know if it's like that big of a deal. Like I'm not gonna get worked up over. Well, it. someone the has, world, world is supposed to, to be the gap. end of the regular season. No, it doesn't. Well, Worlds was never the end of the regular Have season until week. this year. So this is a better than last year at least. No, but they were advertising Worlds as the end of the regular season. You're right. At the beginning of the year, they did. You're and right. now we're here, and there's a Silver Series this week. It is. It does feel. I weird. don't care about this tournament at all. It feels weird that like, because it's also like the event right after the World Tie. So like, like. I mean, I'm going to, like, look at the scores, but, like, I'm not going to be paying, like... Because there's no implications no, <laughs> for this event. That's, the implications are people who are finishing, like, 20th at this event. Right. Now they're jumping up to 100th in there's points. Not, yeah, there's not really yeah. any implications for this event because it's... Obviously, it's not like you're winning a big pro tour, which is normal implications, and then there's not, like, qualifying, like, that matters. It's just going to be fringe guys. Yeah. It looks like a pretty wooded course, so that's cool. Pittsburgh, man. Go Steelers. Probably be fun to watch. <laughs> If you're in the area, nothing against the Butler County. I'm sure they're going to put on a yeah, sick event. I'm not, not they they didn't pick the date. Probably going to be a sick event. 
for them. Father County, man, go butts. But like, what are we doing? <laughs> I just, it doesn't make sense. If like, the, we're, we are in, I am in GMC mode right now. If the Butler County Disc Golf Club isn't the butts, then like, what are you doing? If you had to start a disc golf the club. The Butler County butts. Like my, the club in my course that I played at um, growing up was the Llamas. That's funny. Oh. Like, what would you make I don't think, I don't think ours has one. Peaks and Creeks. Oh, I guess that's ours you're saying? We can it, be, no, there's we no. Can they don't have a, a mascot. No, it can be no. the Creeks. But Peaks and Creeks is kind of like the mascot name for the club. Bedford doesn't have one either. No, they just go by. But like, would if you were to make a nickname, the Bedford Bobcats, Bedford the Boys, Bob, the Bedford Boys, because the uh, D Day. Yeah, that's that's sick. Isn't that what they were called? D Day Troop. The I think it was like the biggest yeah, loss like a, per yeah. capita. There's, like a memori- D-Day. there's a memorial right. to them. Yeah, I um, yeah yeah. That's a, that's actually a good one. I won't even argue that. Bedford Boys. Bedford boys. You know, you yeah, know. 19 boys from Bedford, Virginia, which is a population of just 3,000. 1944 we, we, died in the first minutes of D-Day. We'd be the sandbaggers. That'd be funny. They're part of Company A. We could also just be called Company A. Company, ooh, that's of the 116th Regiment. I like that so we could just be called Company A. Is that Stolen Valor? Uh, like yeah, that. you're right. Yeah. Well, isn't the Bedford boys Stolen Valor? We, we might have stole Valor. Just mm. Well, we just yeah. returned to Valor. Returned it. Never mind. We'll go. What'd you just? What'd you say we should be? The sandbaggers. We'll be the sandbaggers. <laughs> there we go. Nice. Boom. That's it. That's grip locked. Hopefully you enjoyed. Uh, we'll be back here next, next week Monday. on Monday for another episode. Um, is GMC next weekend? Disc golf point. green should mountain. Yeah. So if so, we'll have a pro. And by next ninth. weekend, you mean not next weekend? Are they, are they, they going to have green mountain the coffee 18. there? Not this upcoming weekend, but following 16 through 18 so next week we'll have uh um we'll actually be in pennsylvania when this happens but next week we'll have a preview show on the 15th and then the 16th through the 18th will be green mountain championships the first playoff event yeah we're We're already at the end of the season ah we're gonna be in pennsylvania one week late all right could have gone to the butt could have been a butt could have gone to butt all right i'll talk to you next week